0: Slightly less pathetic than America, losing to France, but equally as embarrassing. It's the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. I'm your host, Don Denim. You can find me on Twitter at Don underscore denim. Not with me, as always, is my fellow Mavs fan for life. My bro host, my fellow Mavs fan for life, Ruben Tomas, is a daddy. Congratulations to him and Amy. Yeah. A beautiful new Dallas Mavericks fan. Uh, congratulations to both of you on a healthy child uh, obviously Ruben is going to be out this week he is you know taking care of being a parent it is awesome so uh, in the meantime joining me today our resident hockey expert and bear escape artist at ultralight beam Tim Beamer how are you today doing good I love both of those titles uh, this definitely
1: <laughs> feels like one of those uh, Mavs games where Lucas sits out right yeah and- so, so we're just, we're just the bench guys hoping to beat some bad team in like New York on a Tuesday night.
0: Yeah, I can get that. Uh, so I, I guess that means that means I'm playing like the Jalen Brunson role or like, uh, what would have, or maybe like kind of the old short veteran of JJ Berea. Like I, I think I can take yeah. that. Yeah. Like a bearded Berea. Yeah. My, my easy comparison is I'll, I'll be Timmy since I'm Timmy. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, you guys are getting the Brunson Timmy show today. <laughs> uh, so we got, uh, I mean, not a whole lot of MABS news. Um, obviously, you know, the Olympics are happening right now. Uh, Team USA is floundering, um, but that poses a very fun question. Is the Olympics more fun when Tim- Team USA is doing poorly? Um, it definitely, I just think.
1: I just think it's more fun to watch across the board. I think it makes other games more fun even when the USA isn't involved because you're actually watching teams that are competing for gold. Like, oh, we have a chance here. Like this game means a little bit more. Just with the, I mean, we've seen it in Dallas for years, just with the influx of foreign players in the league. Like the competition level has obviously risen and that's like a testament to what that original dream team did. So it's, it's almost the fact that Team USA gets beaten so often is almost like a backhanded compliment to what they've
0: done for basketball. I couldn't agree more. It is a testament of just like how much the NBA has made a priority of making this a global game and succeeding to a point to where now, you know, I think what was it in the dream team era? I think there was like less than 10 NBA players amongst People that weren't in the dream team, it was something like that. It's it's still a very minuscule amount, and now you got teams like France, Australia, Spain. I mean, Nigeria. I mean, like, like it's been. Yeah, I like, think Nigeria alone has eight
1: players with NBA experience.
0: Exactly. Interesting so, about that. Well, and that's. I mean, it's also just a true testament to like this this the NBA global reach. Um, and it's also just I love that there's different uh different countries getting getting exposure to just like the basketball factories they are just like the the raw talent that's there you know I think it's also just like teams are now looking uh worldwide to get that talent rather than just all right America is the only place we need to focus on Uh, I think probably because there's enough uh you know American busts uh that they're willing to take a chance on guys that would maybe I, I don't know there's something about maybe it's stereotyping a little bit but like something about foreign players just working harder than American players. I think part of it's just cultural in the sense that like there is, they're more likely to buy in into a team, uh, a team role to fight for their job, rather than like guys that have been raised on AAU ball that have basically been crowned before they do anything. Um, Especially with like how much fame and clout they have before they even really become a player yet. Like I I find it, it, I find it interesting that, like, I know I knew who Michael Porter Jr. was, like, two years before he even went to Mizzou. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. th- I, I don't think that's the same thing. That's, it's not the same experience of pretty much being, like, a pre-celebrity, like, like as opposed to, like, I don't know, like, Precious Achuya in Nigeria. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't following him on Instagram then. I mean, maybe that's... Yeah. Maybe, maybe he is hot shit in Nigeria, and I don't really know, but, like, um, I, I wonder that's that's the reason that the spurs for so long like just filled their bench with uh europeans he's just like hey they're more willing to just buy into whatever system i tell them to uh according to pop but uh i think speaking of popovich uh he had a great quote when people are just like you know asking them you know hey is is it a is it surprising when you guys lose? because it's not surprising. These are really good teams now. <laughs> you know, Yeah, it's insulting to think that you're going to beat them by 30. Um, That's just not the dynamic of, well, and, and it would be different if this was, I don't know. Would this be different if America had like all of its best players on this team? I
1: don't know if it would, because the thing about these other teams and the way they develop their players is these guys have been playing in this system, getting experience under the national team umbrella for their respective countries in a lot of cases for, I mean, if you're 25, you've probably probably been doing that for almost 15 years now. Right. You know what your national team, like their established system on the court, their structure, your coach. Um, you've honestly probably played with those guys a lot more than the Team USA guys have played together. Right. Um, some of these guys that aren't in the NBA, like they're not coming off these long seasons and in a lot of cases long playoff runs like Booker Middleton and Holiday just flew what three days after the finals ended and God did that after suck for insane. Booker
0: yeah no kidding like yeah you get <laughs> I did see a great picture of both Drew Holiday and uh and Chris Middleton on a plane with Devin Booker <laughs> like how yeah. awkward that flight must have been uh i can't imagine
1: and that's that, the that is and that is not the austin to dallas flight either
0: no it is not <laughs> that is yeah. a, that's a is that a whole day to go from i don't i don't know flight times i know like going from america to like england is normally like like 18 hours or something like that it's like a yeah i
1: want to say there's i want to say maybe someone someone can easily prove this wrong they'll respond sure. to us on twitter but i want to say it's sure. one of those flights where you can like
0: leave on a Tuesday night and technically land on Thursday kind of thing. Right. Right. Or, I mean, maybe it's one of those situations where they go around the, the world a couple of times, and actually go back yeah. back in time.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, they, the, the plane hits 88 miles an hour. Exactly.
0: <laughs> picking up what i am putting down awesome well but we are going to be answering some listener questions but first a, w- a word from our sponsors guys have you heard about spotify green room of course you have because it is awesome it is badass it is a live audio only sports talk platform it's free to download and to use you can talk to me you can talk to Dim, other fans athletes and insiders in real time perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. So, Spotify Greenroom is free, it's audio-only social media platform for sports fans. You can start on start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together and react to the biggest news, rumors and games. So, download the Spotify Greenroom app. It is free in the iOS or Android app store. You can create a profile, link your Twitter and join. Uh, There's a Mavericks uh, Reddit group. There is an MFFLs group. You guys should join those because that is uh, basically whenever we start a group, that's when that thing pops up. Uh, You can follow me at Don underscore Denim uh, to be notified when my room goes live. And uh, we'll hopefully start one of those. We'll have an off-season Q&A sooner than later. We just haven't planned it because... Uh, some of our co-hosts are, you know, at, I don't know, Myrtle beach or in different States or having children or moving to a new place. Don't have their priorities in order. We don't. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're quite the, uh, the lazy, uh, podcast host at this point, but in the meantime, uh, we're very thankful for you guys listening and it is time for listener questions. We greatly appreciate it. Oh, coming off the top rope, we have Dalton. The Slovenian Texas waffle. He asks, besides Slovenia in basketball, what other countries' sports teams do you root for when they play the U.S.? For me, it would be Japan in volleyball. Also, Nikhil Kumar, the U.S. table table tennis player, is absolutely insane. Thank you, Dalton. I think the first team that I always seem to look out for is Australia. Uh, Not just the Josh Green connection, but I just I've always appreciated how much australian ball has just kind of developed over the past couple of years um let's see patty mills has been on that team for a while it's just uh they've been kind of a force uh i've always watched like watching their style of play uh i'm i always rooted for the germans in the world cup i don't know why they always seem to just you know beat the hell out of the italians or you know whoever like they, they, they are the team that uh flops the least which i think is saying something in world cup soccer so Take that as you will.
1: <laughs> as a as a half German, I always find some attachment to them, and I'll root for Mexico to do well. That's uh, my other half as well. Mm-hmm. And then it really is just finding about like individual athletes, great stories. You'll hear them all throughout the Olympics. Um, I thought it was so cool that Naomi Osaka was the one that lit the torch for these opening uh, ceremonies, and just man, I mean, I guess we could. Briefly touch on how much it sucks that Tokyo did all this work to prepare for an Olympics where no spectators are going to be allowed in. Yeah. In it's,
0: man, I'm so on the fence when it comes to this, the, the, the rise in COVID cases. It's, it's something that it's one of those, it's an elephant in the room as far as what to talk about. But I'm so exhausted talking about this. And it would be different if there was yeah. just no help and there was no officers. Like there's, there's so many, there's so many ways of getting a treatment or getting a vaccine um that this feels even more avoidable um than it has been and now it's to a point to where i'm like i i don't know i can't expend any mental energy on it anymore (laughs) it's really where it's at like um this it it sucks um it also goes to show that um the resilience of corporations trying to make profit um, so it's, not, it's, it's, it's gotta be one or the other, it's gotta be, this is a disease that, or I'm sorry, a virus that is so serious and deadly. We need to stop everything. Or we're going to acknowledge that like profit is more important. Like it, you got to either shut this down or you got to continue. And right now it's continuing. So what it's telling me is like, all right, this thing is something we can get past. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just not the big, scary thing. That's worth shutting down the world for anymore. Um, primarily because we've. Developed treatments and we've developed, you know, we yeah. know so much more about this. A year's worth of knowledge has been very helpful battling this thing. So, um, it sucks to watch sports without spectators, like it just does. And I know that it's there's just a difference. Even what was it? I was watching, uh, was it women's volleyball or women's beach volleyball, which at first I thought was indoors, which was very funny. Um, but then it wasn't, and I was dumb. But like watching that, it's like these are just these are women that are doing amazing things. Just like what, and it's just, it's so, it it just sucks the energy out of it whenever there's just not a crowd to get them pumped. I don't know. It's, I know that's just not the, like these Olympians that are working their ass off, you know, with four year mindsets, you know what I mean? And like their dream is not to play in in an empty stadium so they can get a goal. Like that's such a, they're not they're not looking like man when i was you know a little boy and i wanted to be a javelin thrower or whatever or race you know 400 meter whatever um i they're not thinking like i, I can't wait to be on youtube or i can't wait to be in front of these cameras that's not what yeah. they think they want to be in front of like you know a cascade of human beings and being in front of the world
1: i cannot um, wait to
0: be live streamed right <laughs> exactly i uh, from someone that has done numerous live stream concerts um it might as well be a what we're doing now we're just we're on a zoom meeting and um, yes. it's just not the same thing i think we've learned as a populace how shallow talking through a computer screen is or talking yes. through a camera and it just doesn't replace just being in the same spot. So, good question, Doug. Always appreciate you chiming in. All right, uh, this one comes from Benin, Brennan Jorgensen. Two questions: Do you think you will, or do you think we will ever see Luca with a flow like Dirk's hair? <laughs> two: Do you think we will rebrand in the next two to three years? Um, to answer the first one, I would love that. I would love just like uh, Keanu Reeves and Bill and Ted, Luca like. <laughs> Just a big shaggy mop of hair. Um I don't know. It wouldn't be as blonde, I don't think. I think it would be it would be darker. So it look more like it would look more like really tall Steve Dash, I think. Um or maybe he'd be doing more of his not Ashton Kutcher, what's the guy's name? Kyle Korber impression.
1: Yes. <laughs> um
0: I want I want to see
1: Luca with a I want to, I don't know if an NBA player's ever done this. I want to see Luca with a ponytail eventually. Just because he looks, he looks like the least. And I mean, we've all said it. He looks like he's a slow white dude, right. like the least athletic guy on the court. So every time he does something, it's like, wow, that guy just did that. So I just want him to just add to that and just look like. You know, he's beginning of last season. He kind of looked a little pudgy. I just want him to look like the least athletic man on the court and possibly in the arena at all times. Just go full Jokic. Yeah. yeah just like just make it as just ridiculous as possible and i think the way we get this done is uh we make a bunch of tiktoks and start making those go viral telling him what to
0: do because that's all that generation responds
1: to i feel like is tiktok
0: I i just wonder what would be do you think he ever goes like full guy fieri like frosted tips you know what would be like the worst hairstyle that could make this even funnier like i i also wonder like I've seen the photoshops of him completely bald with a goatee. Those are hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's like the first thing that uh, Jason Kidd makes him do is make him look like Jason Kidd from 2000. Yes. <laughs> I didn't and mean just for that up to up looking like a young Walter white.
1: <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Uh, so do I think we get a rebrand in two to three years? Um, I sure hope so. Um, I, I think that Maverick should lean one of two ways. I think we should go either completely like renovated logo, go completely modern, do something very different akin to like what the bucks did um i liked i think the bucks have probably the most successful rebrand in my opinion um because they went from i really liked the the purple green stuff from the late 90s early 2000s i hated the uh, it's christmas time in milwaukee <laughs> like red or yeah. green and red that i didn't care for but them going into like The cream green and black look, I think is so fresh looking. It's, it just looks new. It looks like, it looks like modern day NBA stuff. That's really cool. It's, it's kind of the polar opposite of what the, the, uh, the Timberwolves are doing Timberwolves. I don't know what they're doing. They, they, they don't seem to make a decision on anything. Um, So I think we either lean into something completely new and, you know, kind of, go away from the space horse basketball that we've had like to me that's dirk era ball, and i love that yeah. i just think like i would like to have a more like all right this is luca era this is what it should look like um now conversely i would be a-okay with us kind of reverting back to the green and blue um like more vintage styles kind of own it because i think franchises have one of two options either completely go with something new or revert back to a tradition that you know kind of like what the Celtics do you know what I mean or the Lakers kind of fall back on it they're trying to make like their old stuff a bit more modern but uh or what Atlanta did I thought was a perfect example you know reverting back into kind of more paying more homage to your history rather than you know that's you either go forwards or backwards um that that's my thought so I, i'm hoping they get a good a good look in the next two or three years because i'm kind of tired of the dallas block and i mean we
1: we just saw it work because the green look was just so clean last year mm. and i hate that that was just a one-year thing i think the other option though um get away from the horse and like champs your mascot like i just I'm kind of over the horse. I get it with Maverick and stuff. Um, I know we used to have the cowboy hat. I thought that was amazing. But if you're going to lean into a mascot, I want alternate orange ribbed uniforms, and we just completely steer into the Mavs man skid. (laughs) Like our center court logo is just Mavs man staring at you. And we can say this and we can support this because Ruben's not on the pod this week. Yeah. is on me to fuck off for this idea.
0: This is the official MFFL's stance. We want Mavs man to be the main mascot and on every Jersey. Yes.
1: Yes, And I want, instead of the t-shirts they hand out at playoff games, I want full green man suits, but they're orange and ribbed. So everyone can be Mavs man in the stands.
0: We have orange outs fantastic this is this is mavs manifesting you know we're just putting it into the universe and i think it's It's what's going that's what's what's going to make this work i think that's what's going to make this grow um i i look forward to every mavs player being able to do a front flip into a dunk i think that is that's the way to go i think let's go full nba jam um yeah uh it's our mavs manifest destiny uh to make this happen so, uh, the floor
1: at the AAC, the paint will now just be instead of a painted area, just a
0: trampoline. Just a trampoline. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think we just recreated slam
1: ball. I think that's just what we did. <laughs> and Lord knows we need to bring that back. Why that's not in the Olympics, I have no idea.
0: <laughs> Can we talk about like in the early 2000s? There's a whole lot of tries of just like, you know, basketball really needs a makeover. Let's do street ball or Aniline mixtape or. Slam yeah. ball, or does basketball count?
1: <laughs> Someone had a tweet yesterday. They were mad at some event because I had something happened and it, like, I guess, compromised the competitive level or something of the event. And they were like, Well, this isn't the way it should be. Would you like, would you want to see something ridiculous like people running backwards in the Olympics? And I'm like, Wait a minute, yes. I want the backwards hundred meter sprint. Like right now, if we're going to do this, like, let's just go crazy with it. I want more Olympic events and I want them all to be weird. I'm like, I I think that. we should some. It was since the trailer got released last week. Let's somehow make jackass an Olympic sport. <laughs> we could have judges just who can do the dumbest thing to break their own body. I want a gold. To- <laughs> the gold medal could be called the Knoxville. You could instead of a gold, silver, <laughs> and bronze, you could place
0: Knoxville, Steve O, or Wee Man. I, I am I am I am absolutely on board with this. It's like, a, all right, let's go down. Let's go down to the field where we have the crocodile on nipples contest going for gold. <laughs> um We have the
1: fart helmet five hundred meter. <laughs>
0: that does remind me of like this awesome game that was like uh it was superhero power with a caveat and it was like you're the fastest man in the world but you can only run backwards i'm like i would love that i would be the best cornerback in the league you know what i mean like like or uh you can fly but you can only land on your hands like or like you can uh there was another one uh you could be uh you could be invisible but when you're invisible you can't stop farting (laughs) All of these sound incredible. Okay. Like they're just added features. (laughs) New Olympic sport, a javelin catching contest. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The shot catch.
1: (laughs) It's just trying to catch. This is just just going to kill people. After we get get this Mavs man rebrand, we're going to, so we're going to go from talking to Cuban about this to going straight to the IOC offices (laughs) for these ideas.
0: So the reverse Olympics is what we're doing. yes (laughs) what's the opposite of lifting pushing down pushing down okay so it'd be like i don't know um (laughs) yeah then i was just thinking like okay if they're not racing it's just going to be see who can stand who can hold their breath underwater most uh instead of swimming no the
1: opposite of lifting is just like who can lift like a shoebox or something incredibly light the most times before they just get like mentally fatigued didn't give up
0: it's just setting records. like you have people
1: standing there for the entire three weeks or however long the olympics are and someone's just still there after three weeks just doing reps with a shoebox they just haven't worn down yet
0: yeah you're right i you're i think the endurance athletes are really uh held out of the, the heavy lifting competition so instead of like the high pool of like 300 pounds it should be the high pool of just one pound forever see who can do it you know and it's really just a matter it's a matter of just like okay you can't take a pee break you can't eat could be just a whole day of just doing yeah. that high high pull. and i also feel like in the
1: reverse olympics we should have some higher stakes between countries like i want embargoes on the line
0: <laughs> we just solved the middle eastern conflict by just the javel- the javelin and shot catch <laughs>
1: why don't we import from china anymore well they had faster backward sprinters than we did
0: what, what's what's the what's the winter olympic sport where you're skiing and then you fire a rifle
1: oh my god i know what you're talking about it's god, like, what is it called you've got to love a sport that you know exists but also sounds like you just made it up every time <laughs> you describe it
0: what is that called is it like the it's a is it a marathon it's something it's something like that right All right. I'm looking uh, this up. The Du Oh God, what is it called? I. I mean, yeah. Let's listen to us Google live. Um, <laughs> while you're uh, the du duathlon biathlon. Oh. The biathlon is, is a winter
1: sport that combines cross country skiing and rifle shooting.
0: What would be the opposite of that? <laughs> is it like be? Is it dodging? Is it is it just dodging? being shot at while you're on skis you're on a
1: snowboard and you're dodging bullets
0: (laughs) this will get people killed uh all right good i i love this uh okay so next question we're we're just blasting through these uh this one comes from matt's who would slash could guard luca in the u.s olympic squad if they face off probably katie you think
1: uh, the answer is nobody cuz nobody in the NBA can guard them so why should anyone on team USA? Valid point. I'll I'll,
0: I'll go on, I'll go with that one. Uh okay, this one comes from Landon Ashby. More of a player progression standpoint, out of all of the rookies last year, will they all be on the roster again this year? Rank them in order who who will be the most utilized next year and do you have any favorites out of those guys or any bench players for the upcoming season? Let's see. I think Josh Green is due for a much better season in a bigger role it seemed to me like he was being benched as punishment via carlisle that was that's that was my take on the thing so i think he is due for a better year um tyrell terry is bound to have a better year than last year because he didn't play half of the year um so it's either that or he's just gonna be demoted to g league stuff and hopefully get called back up i I I mean
1: tyrell terry unless they acquire someone via trader free agent signing tyrell terry's the main candidate in the organization right now to do a decent impression of that Seth Curry role that they missed so, so much. Right. I mean, that's the one thing we drafted him for is the guy just shot the lights out at Stanford. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's his easy way into probably a solid bench role, but yeah, it's, it's Josh green for sure. He's got the, I still believe in his ceiling Right. and his athleticism. So he's got the highest potential to contribute next year
0: i think nate hinton i i he's a glue guy he's someone i love at the end of the bench just because he's just a high energy guy and i love that he is a black hole in garbage time like he if he's getting the ball he is that is going up that is going that is going towards the basket one way or another um i also just love that like i don't know i think he's actually not a bad shooter and uh he could possibly get yeah. some more run um I was really disappointed in Bay. I really thought he was going to be kind of more of a, kind of a Tayshon Prince sort of player, you know, just a good defensive guy, defensive wing. And I don't really thought I, he just never really got on the floor. And we like, he was, you know, Dorian Finney Smith light, but like he just looked kind of lost and clunky uh, on the courts. So I, unfortunately, like I wish him well, I want him to do well, but um he, he's got shades of isaiah roby to me that i that i don't care for um i think that i think those were our four rookies um yeah i i think you sounded of, like you sounded like you were about to go through a breakup there uh, <laughs> you,
1: were, you were just so disappointed in bay
0: i'm just disappointed in bay listen it's not you it's me um no i think i want to see it wasn't if he, if me it was the coach <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I do, I do like your thoughts though on Tyrell Terry. I think the thing that bummed me out about Tyrell Terry is that he was always put in as a playmaker, which I don't really think was as strong. So I mean, like he, he can, he can dribble just fine. He seems to pass. Okay. But he would always just kind of like dribble into traffic and then find somebody. But like, it was like, no one really once, once he passed the ball, every time someone got it, it always seemed like they were surprised. So it didn't seem like it was like planned and it didn't look very good. I would like to see him in a go behind a bunch of back screens and, you know, off ball and shoot. I would love to see him yeah. get set up with Luca. That's, that's my thought. I don't know. Maybe getting, you know, having a, a spot up shooter at 6'2 on a good day is not a ter- great idea in the NBA, but I think it could work. Um, so great question. Fantastic. Uh, let's see. Keep going. We get this one comes from Jeff Gatlin. What's up with just three letters in both of your names. <laughs> uh we're minimalists uh i yeah. think ultimately uh it's mine's easy to remember it's just nod bat words that's it bat words to a bat i guess um yeah let's see tim, i mean is tim short for timothy or is it just tim
1: it's short for timothy tim- which is
0: I, I just feel like there's so
1: many variations of it uh well there's three yeah. there's timothy timmy and tim yeah so you know just depends on which day you catch me on but yeah
0: I get it, man. Mine's short Short to the point. Yeah. Mine's short for Donald, which I, you know, separate myself from for obvious reasons, but, uh, also like Donald is basically, if someone's calling me Donald, they better be a family member. That's the only time I accept, I accept that. (laughs) It's just like, nah, it's Don. Now, granted I have set the record amongst my friends, as far as nicknames using my name, uh, Don, Donnie, Donatron, Donatello, uh, don corleone don julio donnie don yeah breaking dawn uh if i moon people it is the you know the crack of dawn um i'll keep going with these puns from dust till dawn dawn of the dead anyways it just goes on it just goes dawn and dawn. uh the worst one is don 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 which is like you can just you, that's onomatopoeia you can use any any song i mean you can go crazy with it you know you can go full yeah. immigrant song see you can just do so much more with it that's what it that's what i want if you're gonna make fun of my name do that uh, <laughs> all right uh fuck mary kill uh maxi luca tim this comes from betty <laughs> let's see uh mary i mean luca. everybody's
1: gotta fuck maxi oh, yeah.
0: i don't want to kill tim though like that's that, that's the short end of the stick but i'm sorry tim i'm gonna go yeah i'll have to marry luca fuck maxi kill tim that's i think we're
1: yeah that's just that's the way that cookie crumbles tough break for tim tough break for tim yeah he
0: doesn't get <laughs> doesn't get to get married or fucked by us yeah anyways uh such is life such as life <laughs> um i'm supposed to do mid-roll but uh hey guys spotify green (laughs) room download it listen to us enjoy it uh spotify is buying everything including podcasts and now you can live talk stream stuff spotify green room Download it. Okay. Um, would you take Kawhi, who's out for the year, if it meant running back the same roster without THJ Richardson and WCS? Um, that comes from uh Jay LaRuja. LaRuja, hoping I'm saying that right. Thank you, Jay. Um I, I'm maybe I'm out of the loop. Why would Kawhi, why is Kawhi out for the year? Is he did he get surgery or something? Did I miss something?
1: Yeah, he tore his ACL. Oh first.
0: Jesus Christ. Okay. Um I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not too attached to THJ, Richardson, and WCS. Like, as much I, I appreciate THJ a lot. I think he's gonna be overpaid this free agency, and I think he's gone. Um, I I like him a lot. I would not be upset with him staying in a Mavericks uniform um for you know for starter money. Um, but uh I here's here's the graphic that got me um that really kind of just sealed the deal for me as far as like my thoughts on this current Mavericks team was game seven uh, of the playoffs this year you had Luca he was 17 for 30 46 points 14 assist 45 percent from three point Kawhi Leonard and Paul George 50 points 15 of 30 19 assists 27 percent from three point pretty like Basically, he outplayed two of those all-stars, which is just insane. Now, the role players <laughs> for the Mavericks, 55 points, 20% from three-point range. The Clippers, role players, 76 points, 53% from three-point range. So it's just like this clear Luka could use some help. So if that help is Kawhi a year from now, I'm excited about that, but man, I don't know if we get Kawhi like let's say he does sign for say three years do we know if he's going to still be on there that whole time I don't know like he's he's such a wild card and you cannot predict what he's going to do he's just not a guy like I just don't see him wanting to stay in the same spot for more than a year um so I mean I would love a year of Kawhi like that that does fill a lot of holes for us it gives us a top tier defensive player uh an amazing offensive option that is not Luka um that's you know a guy that you can trust to get a bucket when you need it. Cause my God, did he just absolutely destroy us on some of those? Like that yeah. Clipper season or that Clipper series was Kawhi just going, I'm the best player on this court. And like Luca put him, you know, challenged him for that spot. But ultimately, like Kawhi's next level, he is great. He is a, he is a, I, I would love to have him on the Mavericks. Um, but I, I, man him being out for a year and signing with the team. Like, I, I don't know if we can do that Kevin Durant deal. You know what I mean? I mean, it would suck because you're basically saying you're not winning a championship
1: in another year of Luka. But I think the ultimate, the long-term is worth it because I, you're adding a top five player in the league and probably the one that complements Luka's game the best mm-hmm. out of anyone in this league. Just everything everything Luka doesn't do, which isn't a lot, mm-hmm. Kawhi is just a master at.
0: Right, and well, I mean, is, I don't is he going think... to be a master at that two years from now after an ACL injury? ACLs are more and more becoming like
1: sprained ankles. Like that's you bounce point. back from that quick. We saw KD bounce back from much
0: worse. So, I just I... that's a good point. And I, I would, I would, I would much more rely on Kawhi's uh, Kawhi's production than KP's production. After yeah, I trust
1: him to heal more than KP did because Kawhi right. isn't seven four in this freakish body type that seems like, even when KP's healthy, it seems like
0: it's being held together by rubber bands for like this. Absolutely. Also, like shout out to Squish. You freak out every time he lands. Uh, shout out to Squish doing an amazing uh Christoph's Porzingis video uh, in the uh, song parody of uh, Jeff Bezos by Bob Burnham, and I make an appearance on there. It was fun. So Check that out. I that was hilarious. I think, I think it's his pen tweet. So, uh, before he... <laughs> Uh, shipped off to Myrtle Beach. Okay, we got a couple more questions. Uh, let's see. What time does Luca play Central Time? Uh, I think eleven twenty, eleven forty. Wait, a quick Google search actually. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure it's nine forty-five my time. So yeah, that yeah, would be
0: eleven forty-five for Central Time. So yeah, that that comes from uh, mankind. So that's that's for you, mankind. Uh, let's see. Just look uh, at it
1: this way, folks. Your Monday is gonna suck anyway.
0: at least have it suck because you're tired because you supported our sweet boy Ah, that's a valid point absolutely i'll i'll definitely i'm gonna try finding a way of watching that game apparently it's yeah being locked up like fort knox okay uh olympics fanatic also uh mavs estonia um is playoff luka an actual thing or not is regular season luka an actual thing or not i think yes absolutely i mean luka has Uh, he's improved pretty much every season like not necessarily statistically I've actually done a little bit of a deep dive on this Um, so pretty much his since his rookie year he has still he's improved uh, his field goal percentage Um, his threes are looking a little bit better Um, let's see yeah he's raised his three point percentage basically three point or three percentage points Uh, but he's taking a lot more Um, he's also is he's kind of I wouldn't say he's plateaued. I would just say that, you know, he, he, he exploded in his second year and then it came down a little bit, but it didn't go below his rookie year, which is remarkably impressive. Uh, that being said, looking at his playoff game log, Holy hell. Like he's had, he's had yeah. two games that weren't very good. And uh, well, let's call it three games. Uh, he had it's uh, let's see, game, Game three in the first playoff series, uh, he had 13. He, he had a 13 point triple double. <laughs> that was his bad game, uh, and they lost. Then we had, uh, let's see, uh, yeah, game five was another loss, but he had 22 points, you know, still shot decently well. Um, I feel a, like
1: the bad games you're mentioning are all direct results of Marcus Morris intentionally injuring him.
0: Right. Uh, you can factor he, that in too. I mean, really the only game that I see here that's like definitively bad is still a 19 point game, six rebounds, uh, six assists. Uh, is that game four this year? That was game four this year. He was nine of twenty-four, yeah. one from seven from three point. Like that's he really, had that, now he had that
1: weird shoulder nerve issue,
0: and you could right. tell the entire night
1: that he wasn't like he wasn't him. Exactly. So
0: that being said, this is surrounded by 40 and 30 point games. Um which is just remarkable just like how he's been, you know, the highest scorer and basically a guaranteed double, double, if not triple, double Um, it's pretty insane with his production. And this is on a team that like, like I said before game seven, how he got 14 assists off of some, off of his teammates shooting 20% from three point is astounding. You know, like where are those assists coming from when his team isn't shooting well? So Uh, I think playoff Luka is definitely a thing. He definitely hits another gear. Um, I mean, like, we – I mean, hell, we saw every great player in the playoffs this year specifically had games where they disappeared. You know, there was was some Chris Paul disappearing acts uh, in the finals. There was uh, – Giannis didn't really have a – like, Giannis was insane, but, like, even Giannis had some bad playoff games. Um,
1: Well, then he had to physically disappear because he – did he miss game 6 of that hawk series after that which by the way holy crap that finals performance just yeah. like a week after
0: i thought his
1: i thought this season and next season was done for him right when that injury happened so yeah
0: dude's a freak um i love that it's his league now i love that uh i don't know i i think it's great to see success in a small market but also a guy sticking around in and doing it the traditional way like hey this is the team that took a chance on me i want to stick with this team i'm like let's make something work here um you know good for bud by the way like pounding uh, the table and saying he did it the hard way
1: he didn't go to a super team that was right. awesome well and he, just like, I'll, I'll give the ultimate compliment he's like the first guy since dirk that i'll really compare to Dirk. but that i think that's a fair comparison Such um, a pure joyous human and then he stuck around and did it the right way with his team
0: did it with his team he they people built around him you know he didn't just go to a team that was already yeah. fresh. and it's nice to see that model not work as well like it's nice to see i thought that was my favorite thing about the finals specifically is that there's home i mean yes they traded for chris paul but like i love that for the most part that was a booker eight team you know for phoenix yeah. like they they built that and you know that's that at least relieves the, the the Phoenix fans from the taking Aiton before Luca, uh, kind of sentiments. I mean, I think, yeah. who knows what that team looks like with Booker and and Luca? But ultimately, like, hey, you guys made a finals. Like that, that's a defensible act. Now the Kings, yeah. however. <laughs> Yeah, that might that might be a little harder pill to swallow. And oh, and same with the Hawks ultimately. You know, like as much as Hawks fans are annoying with it when it comes to the Trey Young Luca debates, like listen, you guys you guys balled out. I I thought you guys absolutely overperformed in the in the playoffs and it was great. It's cool. Like I also just like seeing teams that have not been very good like make a run. I, I think that's good for the league. Yeah. Everyone hope for rebuilding projects. Like I hope the Magic do it next year um with, with Mosley coaching them Um, it's the same
1: thing we just talked about with the olympics it's fun to see these new teams competing instead of running back the same winners over and over
0: yeah and basically whenever it comes to like super teams or like big stars like the only thing that people can really talk about is just like ratings and it's like yes okay it's like uh someone i heard a, a great thing talking about like instagram profiles you know it's sizzle and steak sizzle is what gets people to look at it the stake is actually a substance of what you're doing and i think yeah. like this was a good example of maybe not having the greatest sizzle with the nba finals this year but having great stake. like you have a hall of Famer in the making of chris paul you have a hall of famer in the making of Giannis. you have a lot of new blood in the playoffs getting getting exposure that would not have otherwise happened and really like it's great that one i mean i'm happy for the city of milwaukee man what a drunk town that was that yep. entire week um so i i don't know i i all in all i think it's just good for the league all right we're running a little long but that is okay let's just keep on chugging with these questions let's see best pizza crust oh this is uh, asked by kenny aka fake fan <laughs> uh, what is the best pizza crust thin stuffed etc Give me thin. I like the crunch. Uh, I like, I think like the New York style is my absolute favorite. Like, so I like the long, like, like long thin pieces that are as large as your face. Like that's, that's the best type of pizza. No question. Um, Any other kind, it just turns into cake, like tomato flavored cake. Uh, I've been a
1: big fan actually of Detroit style lately too. (laughs) Where the cheese is
0: directly melted onto the crust and then you have the sauce on top. Absolutely. There's a great place here in Austin called Via 313 that's uh, yes. Yes, Detroit yes Pizza. I East, uh, think, I want to say they're expanding to the DFW area. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, they were just a small food truck out of Austin and now yeah. they've got a couple of brick and mortar places. It is delicious. So what's cool is that they also, they make it square, so basically every slice uh, is nice and crunchy on, on the outside. So it is kind of yeah. like a hybrid of kind of like uh, Chicago style, but not just tomato soup in a cake <laughs> that's yeah. normally uh the big stuff stuff crust never does it for me I, I don't need a mozzarella stick in my pizza crust for me to enjoy the pizza that's that's just my thought um i think that's all of our hot pizza takes for now <laughs> uh, uh we got cool hollow uh maxence is uh, i think i'm saying that correct uh would you rather have kobe and shack or rudy and evan <laughs>
1: For a second, was, I thought you said, would you rather have COVID and Shaq?
0: And I'm COVID like, and hey, Shaq.
1: Well,
0: sure. <laughs> yeah, right now we're all getting schooled by COVID Bryant right now. Yes. And, uh, so, yeah, would you rather have Kobe and Shaq or Rudy and Evan, which is in response to uh, France uh, dominating the uh, USA? Um, I think, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, Pete Kobe and Shaq was just unfair. It's just like you have pretty much, you know, Michael Jordan Light with. The same amount of uh, competitive sociopathy. Um, yeah. And then you have the most physically dominant player, I think, ever. I don't think there will ever be someone that was as, like, you just watch early 2000s Shaq, and there is no one close to being bigger, faster, or stronger. And it's not like, oh, there was like David Robinson was like kind of close, not even close. He was a twin yeah. man compared to that dude. And like David Robinson was a beast like he was like the one of the best centers at league. Same thing with hakeem like hakeem was maybe more skilled but like as far as just physically dominating shaq was just just the second. ultimate
1: bull the ultimate bull in a china shop on the court absolutely. but if the bull was also skilled enough to dribble and spin around any of the china he wanted
0: absolutely not break <laughs> i mean just like also just i, I forgot how fast magic shack was you know like any watching yeah. any of that stuff man it is just insane he just he flew down the court like even oh, lsu yeah. shack was just ah, insane but are they as good as rudy and evan that's the real question that everyone's been asking
1: <laughs> you know it's
0: it, it's close after watching them
1: against uh or after seeing highlights of them against team usa today i just i don't know how the jazz don't go 82 and 0 every year
0: <laughs> could be just having a, a defensive center that doesn't shoot well maybe isn't you know maybe 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 that's it i think just
1: having to live in salt lake city wears them down by the end of every year
0: yeah it's the only defense against the defensive player of the year Their weird alcohol laws of like how yeah. like beer can't be past a certain percentage something something it's
1: three two beer or something
0: <laughs> um, i will say one of my favorite salt lake city uh, stories um, so I was in a band called The American Revival, and we got sponsored by this uh, th- place called uh, Black Harbor Strings. I was like, "It's a cool sounding name. Like, where they? That sounds like a place from like maybe Boston, Portland, you know, some place with like a port, right?" Salt Lake City. <laughs> it was the yeah. most baffling name. <laughs> uh for for a string of uh or for a string company uh based out of Utah. So anyways guys, um Tim, anything else you're wanting to touch on or we 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 about done uh talking about the, the reverse Olympics uh amongst other uh absurdities.
1: I think we've done a great job derailing this podcast for a week without our normal co-host on so
0: I thought, you know, this is what happens when the, uh, you know, the, uh, the insane folks run the asylum for, you know, for yeah. you know, it gives them a moment, you know, so this is, this is fun. So, uh, guys, thank you so much. This has been the hoops and hefeweizens podcast. You can find us at MFFLs.com, uh, for all of our articles, follow us at the underscore MFFLs, uh, to ask questions, things like that. Uh, again, congrats to Ruben, uh, on his baby. Congrats, congrats to Squish, uh, going to murder beach um he seems to be having a fun time um and uh tim thank you very much for joining me on the podcast greatly appreciate you bud your insight is always uh interesting and or entertaining or just correct so i appreciate that um i've been don denim everybody uh, you can follow me at don underscore denim you can follow tim at ultralight beam uh b-e-h-m uh, this has been the hoops and half of podcast enjoy the rest of your week
1: Take it easy, guys.